Welcome to this Friday episode of Statline. We're your co-hosts, Emma Ross and Oliver Knight. And um, on today's show for NFL, we're just gonna we've been talking about the NFC a lot with you know the NFC North and the NFC East, doing record predictions for them and that stuff. So on today's episode, we're just gonna do something fun: build your own All-Star AFC team. We're just gonna. Um, I should say AFC offense. On uh, next week's show, we're gonna do defense. I think. Mhm. Yeah. Next, we should do defense. Next Friday yeah. show. Yeah, we should at least do defense. Yep. And uh, yeah. So today we're just gonna do a draft. We have a list of players that we might take. And let's see, Oliver. I'll let him get the first pick. Oliver, you're on the clock. Okay. So the first pick is always the toughest. I mean, you got a whole. Like, I guess, pot full of people, um, so to speak. Um, so, this is who I feel like is the true stud in the AFC, and it's Derrick Henry. Um, yes, it helps that he has a great team uh, to kind of help him look better than he already is. But, I mean, this dude is just absolute stud. Um you saw how he turned around uh, Earl Thomas and used him as a human shield. I think that was a year or two ago now. I think already. Like two years. Yeah, Yeah, it's already been that long. Um, but I remember it just like yesterday, and he was at like midfield along the sideline, just turns around Earl Thomas, and you have a human body shield. Um, nobody can really take him down anyway, so that, that's kind of really why I picked him. Um, and... It was tough because there's a whole pool of people, um, but that's just who I picked um, just now. So, Emmett, who do you, who do you pick? So this one wasn't that tough for me. I wanted to pick this person, and I thought Oliver would. So I was a little surprised he chose Derrick Henry. So I picked. Uh, I'm going to pick Patrick Mahomes. I think that you know he's probably he's probably the best player in the NFL right now. He's young. He can run. Great arm. Probably the best arm in the NFL currently. Not to mention, he has great wide receivers. I think I'm kind of more basing this off fantasy value this year. Other than my, um, I don't know, one player who I, I think I might pick might not have fantasy value this year. I don't know. We'll see if Oliver does pick him with this next pick coming up here. Oliver, who, do you, who are you going to pick at number two? Um... And I am basing my decisions right now off of fantasy value. I picked him last year for fantasy, and he did amazing. He was my biggest producer. Travis Kelsey. Um, I like him for the Chiefs because Andy Reid uses him in great scenarios. Uh, he knows really how to use him. Patrick Mahomes, it, like he's a great outlet man, uh, like a little curl route, and he can float around in the middle of the field. And he's also tough to tackle, um, especially on short routes. Uh, you really have to make sure you wrap him up. Um, but, yeah, I picked Travis Kelsey. I just, yeah. Um, 
who is your next pick now, Emmett? Um, well, I was thinking on taking Travis Kelsey, but I was probably going to actually pick Travis Kelsey here, but, you know, you just picked him. So, number two, probably going to go wide receiver. Let's see. No, I think Stephon Diggs is pretty good. I'm going to pick Stephon Diggs at number two. He, he's a great wide receiver. Oh, the Bills will do good. They have Josh Allen, and I think we're basing this more off fantasy value and how good we think that they'll do next year. So I, I think Stephon Diggs will definitely, you know, he was great last season. Putting He put up a lot of fantasy points for me when I had him for a short span. And Josh Allen's great. The rest of their offense is only improving. And I don't see any reason why he'll downgrade next year. So that's who I have at number two. Oliver, who are you going to decide for number three? Uh, I'm just going to say I got really, I'm really mad right now um, because I'm going to pick Stephon Diggs. I was going to pick him. And Stephon Diggs, he, he did great in my fantasy football last season. He averaged like 15 to 20 points, you know. And every player has that one game where they get like 40 points, uh, over 30, you know, about 30. Um, so, yeah, I, that was a great pick, Emmett. Thank you. So you just stole that from me, and I'm going wide receiver as well on this one. Um, I had a number of wide receivers in my mind right now. Um, but one really stands out to me. I feel like OBJ is going to have a great season uh, this year. It's Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he got injured last year, and last time I saw him play, he got pushed 16 yards back behind the line of scrimmage and ended up getting a 20-yard gain against the Dallas Cowboys. And I saw that, and that was that was the game I think he got injured. They ended up losing in overtime. No, it wasn't the game he got injured. Never mind. He got injured a little bit later, but I saw that game. I was like, and I, I remembered it just now, and I feel like OBJ, he's going to be the one uh, this season for Cleveland. Uh, Jarvis Landry, hard carry. Nick Chubb, hard carry last season. Uh, but OBJ, hard carry this season. Uh, Emmett, who are you picking for number three? Well, right now, I would probably have picked a running back. But, you know, you already got one. I mean, you're not going to get a second one. So, I'll just probably wait till like, my last pick. Mm-hmm. Second to last, something around then. So, I think, you know, since receivers are going off the board right now, it seems... Uh, I'll pick Julio Jones. I don't think he'll do great next season. Um, I think he'll do good. I'll just see how he reacts to his settings because he could still be Julio Jones. He could be a little bit better than Julio Jones. Or, you know, he, he could have a drop-off. This is a new team, new environment, new playbook. We'll see how he does. I would not pick him in fa- I'm not going to pick him in fantasy this year just because of the risk-reward ratio. And I, I might rather get a guy who, you know, like, I don't know, maybe Tyreek Hill, but I'm just going to take this risk. This doesn't really mean anything. And I think Julio Jones probably has the most potential out of the wide receivers left for this year. But I think maybe a safer bet over Julio Jones might be, you know, like a Tyreek Hill or like an Amari Cooper. Okay, Oliver, who do you have for number four? I'm just going to note that Amari Cooper cannot be picked in this because it's AFC. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I pick Tyreek Hill. Uh, wide receivers are going off the board. It's the perfect time to 
make a big play, so to speak. You know, you see that pun? Yeah, uh, it's nerdy. Um, but Tyreek Hill, I pick him. Um, he's a great, he's a great, nice, fast wide receiver. He's a good number one, number two. Um, but yeah, uh, he's just he's just good. Um, Emmett, who are you gonna pick? Well, um, I wasn't gonna pick Tyreek Hill right here. Um, I I think I need to switch over to tight end. Let's see. Um, I think I'm gonna pick Kyle Pitts. Um, you better explain. Kinda, you better explain this. Well. I was kind of half between Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts since Travis Kelsey was already taken. But I just realized Kyle Pitts is in the NFC. Yeah, we're both idiots. Um, um, so it's gonna, fine. We'll make an exception here. We're gonna make an exception? No, yes. this is AFC because I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick him on the other side. So I will get. I'm gonna get Darren Waller. I'm gonna get Darren Waller for my tie down here. I kind of need a tie down, and I guess he's the next best one. We accidentally wrote down Kyle Pitts on that list. And I would like to remind you guys. Well, I'm not remind you. It's my first time telling you. You guys, um, after the after hearing this episode, uh, send in some send in to thus that line podcast at gmail.com. That is all lowercase. Who you think, um, who do you think picked a better AFC offensive team? So yeah, Oliver, who's your number five? Uh, my number five, um. Since I already got the base of my, well, not really, technically speaking, um, I got kind of the butter of my offense, so to speak, and the base, the bread of an offense is like the O line, right? So I'm gonna go towards the O lineman. Um, I feel like a tackle would be worthy of this spot. So I'm gonna pick Orlando Brown Jr. I know there's more tackles out there. I, I just feel like uh. I'm just going to go with him. No, no other ones po- really popped in my head. I feel like the O-line like side of the NFL is kind of the NFC side, uh, honestly. But the AFC side, uh, Indianapolis was supposed to be rated the number one uh, O-line in the NFL last year, and they got number seven. And... This year, it's supposed to be Cleveland, and those are both AFC teams. Just so you know. Um, but I just I feel like uh, NFC is a lot better at that uh, than AFC. But, uh, yeah, I pick Orlando Brown Jr. He is left tackle. Um, Emmett, who are you thinking about right now? Who's, yeah, who are you going to pick? Well, I decided once you picked your first alignment, I was gonna pick my first alignment. I'm not. I'm not gonna let you get too much better of an alignment than me. So I'm gonna pick the best alignment in the AFC. Quentin Nelson. He's young. He's allowed three sacks in his NFL career, even though he's played over three thousand three hundred snaps. Uh, he, he's on a great line so far, uh, on a pretty decent offense. What more do you want? Uh, Just saying. He stole my idea. Um, I was thinking about him. I am so mad right now, but there's other guards out there. Um, so, 
Emmett, is it okay if I unveil my awesome O-line guard? Oh, oh you, you're just about to pick up awesome O-line guard? Well, go uh, ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why do you keep uh, me waiting? Um, It's Joel Bitonio. Oh, okay. Uh, half of you don't know who that is. Uh, he plays for the Browns. He played Madden. Madden 15 through Madden Current, you know who he is. Yes, uh... He is overall a good prospect. Um, he's, you know, a good veteran. He knows what he's doing. And he he's pretty good overall over most of the players in his position. Um, but I really want Quentin Nelson. I don't know why I picked him instead of Orlando Brown Jr. Oh, my God. Ah. Uh, anyway... Who do you got next, Emma? Who are you thinking about? Ronnie Stanley, another young offensive lineman, plays for the Ravens. He, he's not on the same level as Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson kind of his own level. We'll call it, you know what? We'll just call it the Nelson level. Yeah. Oh, and everyone on the O, uh, every O lineman will be rated on the Nelson scale. On, <gasps> no, just how much they are below. Yeah, how much they are oh, below. Oh, yeah, he's three Nelson. He's three Nelson. Um. <laughs> Oh, no, he's half Nelson. He's pretty close. Wrestling joke right yeah, there. Yeah. That probably didn't make sense to those of you who got it. <laughs> joke wasn't even good if it was good. Um, wait, wait, wait. It probably wouldn't have made sense to those of you who got it. What is it? <laughs> it? It probably wasn't. I mean, it wasn't probably funny to those of you who got it. Okay, yeah. It probably doesn't make sense to those of you who didn't get it for obvious reasons. Yeah, like, um, like my dad always says, just because I didn't laugh doesn't mean... Uh, just because I didn't laugh doesn't mean I didn't get it. (laughs) So, um, anyway, that ends our whatever you call it that we just went on. I don't Um, know. Joke spree. Not joke spree. A Um, joke has to be funny. Dad joke? Dad joke. Uncle joke? I guess dad joke works. Uncle jokes are a little better than dad jokes. Okay. I think, I think that there's like that slight, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a joke expert. Um, so I picked Ronnie Stanley. I don't even know how I went from Ronnie Stanley to dad jokes. Oliver, who do you have at, I think, pick number seven? Um, I'm thinking, I'm just going across the line right now since I got left tackle, left guard. Next is the center. Um, I am getting JC Treader. He also plays for Cleveland. Um, I think you're sensing a trend, aren't you? But I'm picking J.C. Treader. Uh, that's, yeah. Um, Emmett, who are you picking? Yeah, I noticed that the AFC doesn't have quite as good centers as the NFC does. Well, yeah, because NFC has that dude with the red hair that plays for the Bucks. That dude is awesome. What dude with the red hair that plays? The Jensen guy. Oh, Kyle Jensen? No, no, Ryan Jensen. Is that May- it? Ryan. He is Ryan, Ryan Jensen. I don't know. He's very awesome to watch. Like in the Super Bowl, that dude was elite. He was blocking. He was blocking he was good, second yeah. level. Uh, so I can't wait until we do the NFC. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the O line is probably better than the NFC. Most, some of it. Some. Yeah, of it. Mo- most of it, except for the Seahawks. Are okay, exciting. and the tackles are slightly better than the AFC. I think. Anyway. Um, at my number seven, I'm gonna, uh, let's see, I'm probably, I think I'm gonna take, um, a tackle. Well, that means I don't need a right tackle. 
I'm taking Mitchell Schwartz, uh, guy from Chiefs. He's not great. I think he'll he'll do good this season. He'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he's done good the past couple of years. I, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, that's really all I have to say. Oliver, who did you pick at? I guess it would be now number eight. Um, I'm picking Wyatt Teller. Uh, he is playing right guard for me. I'm just, Like I said, I'm going across the O-line. And he also plays for Cleveland. Uh, so, yippee! Are you just picking Cleveland? Sorry. Are you just picking Cleveland's O-line? Sorry. Um, I just had a mic issue. Technical difficulties. No. But, I, mean, I, picked, I, Orla- I picked Orlando Brown Jr., except he has Brown in his name. Brown. Uh, <laughs> so, tech. Well, we'll see who you pick next. But, uh, yeah, I have a few ideas. Um, but Wyatt Teller, um, I, if I recall, I remember drafting him at 90 overall in Madden. So, I'm going to be, I'm pretty satisfied with this. Um, Emmett, who's on your mind right now? Who, who are you thinking about getting? Well, let's see. This would be my eighth pick. I, I have two more people on the offensive line who I need. I'll just fill those two holes. I think I need a right guard more than I need a center. So, uh, I'm going to pick Shaq Mason. You know, he, he's been pretty good for me in Madden a couple of seasons. He's And let's talk real life, not Madden for just one sec. Um, you know, he, he's been pretty okay for the Patriots these last couple of years. He's been slightly above moderate. Good enough to be a starter. So Above par, as we would have yeah, said. He's probably like... I don't know. I probably could have picked a better right guard here, but I think Shaq Mason he he'll be good. He'll he'll be fine this season. Uh, yeah. If I recall, he's quite young too. He's probably he's like, like twenty nine. Yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine. Well, it's a little older than the average age, but he's still good. Yeah, he's still he's still almost kind of in his prime. But I would say, uh, he had. I'm just gonna add this, uh. He had the best run blocking efficiency of all O linemen in the NFL. Yeah, he season. did, but his passing wasn't great. Yeah, it was, it was one of the lowest. It, well, no, actually, it wasn't one of the lowest. It was his lowest in his career. So okay. just him personally. Yeah, he hit a low spot there. Um, but it was good and bad. Yeah. So, um, he was number one something. I feel like I just have the best value in my next pick because uh, I just remembered somebody who just got traded from an NFC team to an AFC team and he fills my position that I need which is right tackle wait I oh I know what you're talking about I I just uh, realized this um, and I am happy to say I pick Trent Brown I feel like I literally <laughs> just got the best value for a nine spot pick he was so overlooked in that draft. Um, but, yeah, I just got him. He's like 95 overall in Madden, which, uh, let's be realistic, that is good. But he yeah, is, he's, 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 a little, he's a little what, older, What though. team did he play for in the NFL? San Francisco. San Francisco. Yep. Oh. Alongside Trent Williams. Yep, yep, opposite Trent Williams. I, yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's You've accomplished your full O-line of Browns, Orlando Brown, and Trent Brown. <laughs> yeah. And then you have three actual people who play on the Cleveland Browns, so. <laughs> yeah. 
That's that's fun. So as Funny. as you can say, my O line is all brown. Uh, I don't know. Let's rephrase that. <laughs> Let's rephrase. <laughs> that sounds a little weird. Let's just say they all have some correlation to the name, name brown. brown. Yeah, Browns. Okay, okay. that okay. sounds a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, um who who are you gonna get? Not Emmett? that all. Not that Oliver meant to say anything weird. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. 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 Um, so I guess I just have center for my offensive line now. Yeah. I'm gonna get the Iowa guy, James Daniels. He currently plays for the Bears. He's been pretty solid for them a couple of years. Um, yeah, uh, he he's he's expected his prime this season to be pretty good. I think he'll be a solid starter for the Bears. Probably, I think he'll do real. I think he'll do a pretty good. Wait, oh, I just realized the Bears are in the NFC. Um, I'm we are very stupid. Ronnie Hudson. That that'll be my next guy. Wait, what team does he play for? The Raiders. He's he's after his prime now, but he's still good. He you know he's been pretty good, Matt. He he's been dropping off the last couple of years, but that. That was Oliver's chair, by the way. We didn't just let one go. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was not flatulence. No, 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 as you oh, might yeah. recall. That, that's a KOSC reference for one time. Oliver fried it. And then he's like, no, 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 no. It was flatulence, as Emmett, no, no, no. As Emmett says. Flatulence, no, no, no. Yeah, anyway. Let's stop talking about farts. We made and it a meme. And let's continue on. No, we didn't. We didn't make it a meme. We made it like an inside joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So we just went from James Daniels to farts. Um, <laughs> not a good sign when you're talking about Iowa dude. But Iowa dude. <laughs> for us, it's not a good us. sign. But if you're talking about any dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Oliver, who did you pick? I guess at number ten. You know, we have four picks left. I mean, Oliver combined. Um. Oh yeah, combined. Uh. Uh, I was just doing math there. Hardcore. Anyway, since Emmett picked Darren Waller, who I really wanted. That w- whoa. Um, it's uh just uh, stuff in the background. It's uh, yeah a barking dog. Um, My dog, any- Jack, yeah. who's interrupted multiple times. Yes. But uh, I am picking Hunter Henry. Uh, he, I didn't know he got traded, but I knew he used to play for Los Angeles Chargers, but he got traded to the Patriots, luckily, so... Well, it was still, in the off season. Yeah, he got signed in the off season. But uh, he's still in the AFC, which yeah. it counts now. Uh, we're not brain fart right now. Um, cool. But so I'm. I still have one more position left because this is filling up like a slot position, uh, kind of like a hybrid between a tight end and a wide receiver. Yeah. So I still have one position left to fill, and that is quarterback. But Emmett. Is going to release his 10 spot. Okay, so basically what we did, I'll explain this first. Um, we had a quarterback, wide receiver. We did a quarterback. You had one quarterback, one running back. You would pick two wide receivers, a tight end slash wide receiver, a tight end, left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, and right tackle, which is the full thing. And so you'll either have three wide receivers and two tight ends or two and two, which is what all NFL teams have. Wait, no, three, three wide receivers or one tight end. You yeah. said two. Oh, I did? Yeah, Sorry. So, and then you'll have to. Or okay. Two, yeah. okay, so I guess I'm going to pick my tight end wide receiver now. I'm going to pick Keenan Allen. I would pick Amari Cooper. 
but you know, mm-hmm. NFC. Okay. At least we uh, thought logistics there. Yeah. Um. You know, he he's been pretty good for the Chargers for his entire career. He hasn't. He's still in his prime right now. He's a great slot wide receiver. So yeah, Oliver, who is your last pick? Well, I need QB, and uh, I should mention there are three main quarterbacks in the AFC. Uh, Josh Allen, yep. Patrick Mahomes, yep. who has already been picked, so it narrows it down for two to me. Uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Yep. As you may recall in an earlier episode, I believe it was last episode or the episode just before... Uh, your crush on Lamar Jackson? Well, yeah, I put him... I would have put... I, I didn't have him in my top five quarterbacks, but I had Josh Allen at number two. So I'm picking Josh Allen. Um, and I, if you listen to the previous episode... No, I think you, it's last Friday's episode we yeah, did that. Yeah, if you have listened to one of the previous episodes, um, it might be in the description of uh, like us going through top five quarterbacks. Yeah. But... um. I you would have probably guessed that I would pick Josh Allen, um, and I saved him for the last spot so I could pick everyone else first because Emmett picked a quarterback first, and you're not going to pick two quarterbacks. Yep. In this, um, so Emmett, you have one last spot to fill. Um, please That's, tell us. Okay, so it has to be running back since Oliver picked Eric Henry first, so there's no need to pick a running back for the exact reasons as Oliver said. Um, let me think. Well, let me just look at the list. Well, I think the only one that... What list, Emmett? (laughs) I'm just messing around. (laughs) I'm like, the list is right there. Um, You've been looking at it for the last 20 minutes. Like, more than that. Um, More than that. So, Nick Chubb is is who I'm picking. You know, he's he's been great these last couple years with the Browns. He's been over 1,000 yards... Every season, it's been two seasons, but he's been fantastic those two seasons and put up a lot of fantasy numbers, which I would not know, but I have faced. So I think that wraps up the first half of today's show, and we'll see you right after the break right here on the stat line. Welcome back to the stat line. As you know, we're your co-hosts, Emmett Ross and Oliver Knight. And we're going to get started with the NBA part of today's show. And we're going to start with NBA reactions. We're going to go all the way back to three days ago on Tuesday. When the Suns beat the Bucks 118-105. Oliver, you can start with your recap. 
It was 118 to 108, right? 105. No, that was that was Thursday's game. Oh, my bad. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so 118, 105. Uh, Chris Middleton hard carry for uh for Milwaukee. I didn't. Oh wait. Yeah, it is on. Okay. Um, I did not expect Giannis to play. Uh, he played a great game though. He had 17 rebounds. Um, honestly, it was a hard-fought game for Milwaukee, but I predicted this. I pre- I'm predicting all of this. <laughs> Trust me. Um, but uh, Giannis, I mean, I'm I'm gonna expose Milwaukee. Uh, in the next game. Um. But for starters, I feel like Drew Holiday needs to become more of a scorer. And um, that would help the Bucks out a lot. I mean, he's a little bit more defensive-minded. But um, if he becomes more of a scorer, it would help them a lot more. And um, Giannis, he had a pretty hard carry. Um, I'm just going to see how many offensive rebounds... He had two offensive rebounds, uh, which is okay. Um, Brooks Lopez had five offensive rebounds. Um, I only look at the offensive rebounds. Who cares how many defensive rebounds you get? Um, but I'm really happy to see that Frank Kaminsky played a game. I mean, I mean, uh, played four minutes. Um, yeah, that was that was really awesome. Uh, Frank Kaminsky. I remember watching him play for Wisconsin. Uh, he crushed Iowa all the time, though, so uh, not fond memories of him playing. Um, but I really like Chris Paul as a player. I really respect him. Um, I'll get more into that in the next game. Emmett, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I think I'm not trying to see on this year, but, I mean, he, he's been too predictable offensively. He, he hasn't been great offensively these playoffs. You know, he, he had presented his leg, yeah. Who? Giannis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's got an injury, but you know he he's just often been too predictable on the offensive side. You know, usually just using that spin move or three shot. Um, but that's not the reason why they lost. I think it's just because they're not playing consistent defense. What's happened so far is um, the Suns step it up on defense. I like the end of the second half. They get like an eight, seven point seven to nine point lead at halftime and then just extend it and by the time we're halfway through the third quarter it's a 12 15 point game and just harder to cover after that i would just like to see the bucks you know just you know work on like the mid game stuff because that's really where they lose you know from the point on like the beginning of the fourth quarter it was a it was a 16-point game, but at the end, they narrowed it just down to a 13-point game. You know, if they could keep that the entire game, they would win by 12 points. Fine. That's basically what the Suns did. But they're just collapsing, like, in the mid of the second quarter. You know, it was, it was like, really close. It was, like, a three-point game uh, back and forth, often in the middle of the second quarter. If, like, if they can just keep it together in the middle of the games offensively and defensively, and this goes for all players, just be more consistent, that's what I would like to see. Oliver, what's your recap of the Suns' win over the Bucks? 118-108. Uh, I, it's okay if I add something first. Yeah, of course. So I looked up the shots for Giannis uh, here, if, as you can see, Emmett. Yep. You can see that. Um, 
So there's this little half circle in the paint. It's kind of it's like it's you a can half look circle. on ESPN. Yeah. It, so there's a little half circle, and that's where all the shots come from. Um, I'm seeing a couple of deep shots oh, past the three point line or right by the three point line, and I'm not really liking that. Um, and I'll tell you why. If you're Giannis, and you can dunk all over people, and you can shoot all over people, why are you shooting from three point? If you can get past somebody, then get past them. Don't shoot from three point like that. Um, I mean, do you agree with me on this? Um, if, if you have uh, Giannis's skill set and you have Giannis's um, kind of like build, would you shoot from three point? Uh, well, I mean, I think you know, as long as he's shooting over, as long as he's better than the next guy at threes. You know what I mean? As long as he has the talent, like above average talent, you know he can shoot threes. I would like to see him take work some more on the in the post of other than just that spin move, which I'll get to in just one sec. But I think that as long as he's doing good from three, I don't mind him shooting. He, uh, I'm just gonna say this: he made one of five three pointers, um, which isn't all that great. But for the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker made it all happen in this game for Phoenix. Um, Let's get this straight. I mean, he made, while I was listening to it, from the third quarter to the fourth quarter, all of his shots were three-pointers, and he made them all. Uh, It was was stupid. Um, No one should make that many three-pointers. I wouldn't be surprised if he was finals MVP. But like I said, I respect Chris Paul, man. I mean, that guy, he's done great this series. Um... For me, it's not about how many real points you get. He creates scoring opportunities for his team, and I feel like that's really all that matters. I mean, he had eight assists. That's 16 points for his team, plus however many points he had, which I am going to get to that real quick. He had... What? Oh, I found him. He had 23 points. 16 plus 23 equals 39 and that is more than all of his team. So, to my point, he has created 39 points, which is phenomenal. And uh, I feel like Giannis is doing it all for Milwaukee, um, which is not what I like to see from Milwaukee because I feel like they have a greater team chemistry than that. Um, I feel like Phoenix is just outplaying them right now and outsmarting them. Um, this is a quote from the Bucks coach at like a timeout or something like that. He said, "Play, play freely, spread the ball around," and that's what they did. And they, I, it was hard to watch that game, really, honestly. Um, they had some, they had a decent amount of turnovers. Um, Milwaukee, I feel like they need to do it a lot better defensively. Um. Yeah, I feel like uh, defensively it's just kind of really bad watching them. And you don't grow IQ, IQ overnight, especially defensively. And basketball, um, it's full of twists and turns, plot twists, yeah, whatever. Um, but this isn't really the Milwaukee team I like to see. But I like to see the Milwaukee team later in the series uh, where I have them winning some. Uh, but 
Emmett, uh, what is your recap of this game? I actually think Giannis did a lot better in the paint. You know, he was able to take up. Um, you know, when when Jay Crowder was guarding him, he was able to take advantage of size. And when he was guarding DeAndre Ayton, uh, he was able to take, um, uh, just take advantage of the fact that you know he he doesn't have great defense. DeAndre Ayton, he he's good on the offensive end, good at rebounds, but his offense, his defense, never been fantastic. And Giannis was able, you know, he was able to take his moves. That was good. I think I wish that you know the guards. This goes for Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, all the guards on the team. I just wish that they just played better defense. Um, I mean, I know it's a tough task when you're guarding Devin Booker and um, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, but you know, Johannes putting up 42 points, doing a good job on the defensive end, all to basically hyperextended knee, and then like they're not winning like. This really falls on, I'm saying mostly, yeah, like the guards. I think if the Bucks, you know, if they can just keep it together mid game and on defensive end, you know, that that'd be really good, it, especially on, um, especially on Devin Booker. You know, with the mid game stuff, you know, it's just not. It's not like every other game. This is every single game. It's happening. You know, for most of the first half of the second quarter. Which sounds like a short period of time, but it's like six six minutes. You know they were winning, but you know at halftime, it was um they were down like, let's see what was the exact amount. It was I'm trying to find the exact amount. Okay, it'd be forty five. Ah, sorry. Okay, it would be forty five to fifty six. That was the exact amount. So they were down 11 and a half. And, you know, they ended up only losing by 10. They've been able to, you know, do as good as the Suns in the second half, even a little better. But, you know, it's just that one-eighth of the game where they're just slipping and, you know, that's where they're losing. They've got to play tight defense on the guards, and I think that they can win after that. We're just going to predict the games. Or, let's see, I think just the game. Wait, between. Uh, might I add something, Emmett? Yep. While I was listening to this game on the radio, I listened from halfway in the third quarter to the end of the game. And at that point, uh, Suns were winning, I think, by like 12 or something. And Milwaukee would come back and make it like a six or four point lead yeah. for, Milwaukee, for uh, the Suns. And the Suns will go up by like you know, twelve ten again, and it, that's how it ended. You know that you you can see the end result, um, and that was no surprise. Like I, I knew this was coming, basically, and I hope this was coming. There were some close spots in the game, and that's that was just hopeful, like you know, thoughts from Milwaukee. Um, I don't think they really ever stood a chance after halftime because of your point, Emmett. Um, that was a great point. I I didn't see that. Um, but yeah, do you want to go into some predictions, updated predictions? Yeah, the only game that we're going to predict is the Sunday game. We kind of made, like, rough predictions at the beginning, and we're still just going to do predictions. So, Sunday, July 11th, we have Suns at Milwaukee. You know, I'm going to switch my original pick. I think that Milwaukee will win this one. They were able to do better the next, uh, the previous game. Giannis was back doing fantastic on offense. 
And if they, I think that they'll be able to step it up on defense. You know, I think they'll have the home crowd energy. I think that's what re- they really need, just an infusion of energy on the defensive side. Who knows? I, I just think that the Bucks will win by a close amount, like 5-7 around there. Uh, Yeah, I agree with the home crowd stand that you took. Uh, I'm just going to add on to it a little bit deeper. Um, I feel like some of the Phoenix Suns players really feed off that home crowd. So I don't think they'll be early in their prime. You know, like Michael Bridges, he had a great game. He stepped up when he needed to. Um, he, I think he backs up Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and he's he uh, filled in. He did a great job. Um, but to my point, wait, is that an echo? Oh, no. No, no we're good. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. Um, but I thought I heard echo. But uh, for um, Michael Bridges, I feel like he feeds off that home crowd a lot. Uh, he won't be, uh, you know, a game. And same with Jay Crowder. He feeds off that home crowd a lot. A home crowd a lot. Uh, I feel like Milwaukee, their whole team does. I feel like they yeah. do a whole lot better when they're at their home crowd. Um, so I'm going to switch it to Milwaukee. I have Milwaukee winning this game. Um, this one was tough, but I, I'm i making that. I'm submitting it. I'm locking it in. Okay. Well, guys, uh, listeners of the stat line, thank you very much for listening to today's show. Hope you have a good day. Um, don't forget to tune in to that game. It'll be on Sundays, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8, p- 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're not going to do the rest of the converting or whatever. Um, and don't forget, uh, with the NFL build, build your own AFC All-Star Offense, don't forget to send in um, to the statline podcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, who you thought won. And we'll see you next time right here on The Statline. Music for the Staten Line created by Forces Felt and yours truly. <laughs>